0: Welcome
1: around. back to Neff Inspiration, my show on YouTube and as a podcast with me, your host, Stefan Neff. Today is a very cool day because I've got Amanda Cassar with me. Amanda is a is a financial advisor from Australia. Now, I won't hold it against her. Um, between the, the Kiwis and the Aussies, there's always this <laughs> banter. So so here you go. So forgive us if there's the odd little jib coming in there from one side to the other. <laughs> sure. But, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, the reason that I'm looking so much forward to, uh, to our discussion tonight is that we're actually talking about a topic that in 400 free interviews, I have not covered Now, we've talked about a lot, but I've never talked about financial abuse. And that is actually something that is so common out there, it's no longer funny. And many of us don't recognize it for what it is. So who better to talk about money, which does make the world go round, um, or stops everything in its tracks, if you don't have it, um, than Amanda Casar, Welcome to my show.
0: Oh thank you so much for having me Steph it's really mm. a privilege to finally get here.
1: <laughs> That's right. We have been working on this interview for a long time and and the, in, the, the, the universe had had other ideas but that is life but the we both have we both have not given up and I think that is the most important bit when it also comes to your life I mean, it comes to your finances uh when it comes to your life in in general this is if we could just chip away and work away, but work with purpose, live with intent and actually identify those things that are important in our life. And as it so happens, money helps when you want to be, uh, when you want to make the world a better place. And that's really what you do, Amanda. Tell us a bit about you, because you are a woman with many, many talents and many, many interests.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I... When I left high school I actually started working with a friend of my father's who back then they were they were life insurance agents and I became his secretary and and over time we somehow yeah. turned into financial advisors and I was a personal assistant so over the years I I had my family I did my studies and also became an advisor and through the sweat equity and the succession plan, I, I ended up buying him out about 10 years ago <laughs> and now run my family business with my two adult children, um, yeah, based on the beautiful Gold Coast. So a very traditional style financial planning practice and also oh, cool. an aged care consultancy practice for people to understand the costs going into aged care as well. So a little bit beautiful. of diversity there.
1: Beautiful. And not just that, because that is that is what brings the money in for you. But you have got very much a willingness to go out there and make this world a better place, literally. Um, so come on, spell the beans.
0: <laughs> I I joined a while ago, Australia's largest net grouping, networking group for women called Business Chicks. And it was a lovely group of ladies who helped lift each other up with networking events and and socials. And one day the CEO said to me, like, why don't you join our trips that we do with The Hunger Project? And I'd seen for a while at their events, these women and the videos that they do, and they go off to these exotic places in darkest Africa and, and try and make a difference. And that was always something other people did. Those ladies were amazing and they were incredible. And it never crossed my mind that I could be one of those people. I mean, my idea of charity was I'll throw out my old clothes and drop them in the charity bin or, <laughs> you know, give $20 to the surf lifesavers when they come around or that style of thing. So it wasn't ever on my radar to take myself off to yeah, darkest Africa on a an, a leadership mission. So I think it was a case of when Emma challenged me, like, why don't you do this? And I'm like, well, I run a business, I've got children, I, you know, all the excuses that we have that are true, they're life, you know, every, we're, we're busy people. And when I sort of pulled them all away and peeled them apart and realised they actually were excuses and I ended up <laughs> saying yes. Um Excellent. So I know some people love goal setting. I'm more about why don't we embrace the opportunities that come our way and say yes sometimes when we usually say no. So for me it was one of those moments where I went, I'll figure this out after I say yes. So I'd never done fundraising in my life. We had to raise $10,000 for the charity and fund our own way, which, you know, over $5,000 to get to Africa and Uh um, be there for these leadership and immersion programs. So it was all about learning leadership from some of the poorest people on earth who'd had to work really hard on their mindset because they're coming from generational abuse and poverty And learning how if it's going to be it's up to me and I was just so blown away and it was that you know reality check that's kind of a brick to the side of the head about you know what have I really got in my life that's holding me back I don't have the circumstances that these people do and and what why aren't I making more of my opportunities and I just fell in love with that first trip to Uganda in 2015 so much. I went back and I did Malawi in 2016 and, and India in 2019 and just mm. learned the most amazing and beautiful lessons about stepping up and leadership from some of the humblest people on earth. And it was such a, a perspective-changing um, journey for me that I've just, yeah, fallen in love with it and and taken it on basically.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. Beautiful. And it is something that a lot of people uh, think, wow, hey, how do you do that? Um, And the interesting thing is, we all have got the same amount of seconds in the day. Granted, we might not have yet the skills or the expertise or the mindset to actually tackle things like that. But as with everything, how do you walk 10,000 miles? Well, you put your right foot forward um and that <laughs> is what you exactly so i, I could play devil's advocate though here here you were basically brought up from youth with regards to knowledge about money ah, easy for you to fundraise easy for you to learn that huh ah, you, you know you have got the the the, the head start
0: uh I wish that was true. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: when I wrote my book and asked everybody what they learned about money from their parents, I mean, the answer is overwhelmingly not a lot. All the lessons are, you know, money doesn't grow on trees, yeah. takes money to make money, all the, all the usual cliches. So um, my my father was generous with with charities. I'd always see him, you know, donate small amounts, but never on a scale of, you know, having to find 10,000. So please don't think for a second that was easy. It was part of the leadership lesson and one of the the hardest things I've had to do because mm. you're asking for somebody else and not yourself and mm. um then rejection can feel a bit hard. So it, it it certainly wasn't easy as just, yeah, you know, please fund me. You know, there wasn't just a single person who went, "Here you go." So Sure. Yeah, it was a difficult journey to learn and and it was about putting other people before you and understanding service, I think, which, yeah, is an interesting lesson as well.
1: Oh, please. And it is such a valuable lesson. Um, I have been working with B1G1, which is an international company that indeed allows you to donate money. And you know exactly that 100% of what you give is going exactly to a project or to a, a, a uh, whatever you choose and that is a beautiful, beautiful thing to do. But as with all of that, it's it's a wonderful, heartwarming thing to do. And it gives you so much. Yet at the same token, um, right now, money is tight for many of us. Many of my Absolutely. guests uh, are struggling when they come onto my show. Many of the people around me uh, are having a hard time. Let it be due to COVID and new restrictions on their lives, or let it be due to the financial crisis, to cost of living going through the roof. So, I mean, it's all quite nice to, to say, yeah, let's give give something to others. But, I mean, where do you start for crying out loud in your own life? I mean, that is what yeah. if someone comes to you and says, Oh, you can do that, I I I struggle. Um, what would you look, say? If that should is-
0: start at home.
1: Ah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's it's you know, if you can't, you know, fill up your own teapot, how are you gonna pour out and give other people, you know, some nourishment as well? So mm. understanding your own situation and numbers is always the very, very first place to start because if you haven't got things in order at mm. home, and I mean you say something like budget to people and their eyes just glaze over mm-hmm. they they don't want to think about it so you know call it something fun you know the adventure fund or the spending plan or <laughs> you know whatever lights your fire um yeah. make it fun because once you understand you know where everything goes then it'll mm-hmm. make sense whether what is coming in is either going to cover that or has bits left over or mm-hmm. if it doesn't work out you need to figure out where it's going because there's a leak in the boat so mm-hmm. it's it's just a really good control mechanism to know to know where the funds are going. And, look, I'm not saying you need something on the fridge that you have to stick 100% to, but you need to be aware and mm. know your numbers, and it just makes sense because then you've got options. You'll know, okay, well, what I'm earning isn't covering that. Mm. What has to go? Or, mm. well, you know what, we're just making ends meet. What mm. can we cut? Can we sell something? Can we ask for a rise? Can we get a second job? What do we need to mm. do? Mm. Or, yeah, what, what's next? Um, if we've got leftovers, where can that go? Can I fund my retirement? Can I take a holiday? Can I help mm. my kids? Can I give to a charity? Mm. What's next for me? So mm. it's it just provides options by having a handle Cetra. on where everything's going.
1: Mm. And unfortunately, the, 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 I would say the, the majority of the population is financially illiterate. Um, so if you ask them, hey, what are your assets? They say, oh, brilliant, I've got a boat, I've got a thing. And you think, no, 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 I've asked you your assets. And they say, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: cost you money. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. So, so I think, is there, do you see in Australia, do you see a, a trend in the schools now to bring more financial literacy in? Or is that still something that barely anyone touches? It is.
0: It is still that taboo um, subject. Look, mm. have they talked repeatedly about can we bring financial literacy lessons in? I think until we're scrapping our very Edwardian education system mm. of everybody sits behind a desk to go out and conquer the colonies mentality and mm. we're you know devising a, an economic and learning system, mm. an educational system that equips you for a world that you know, it didn't exist 20, 30, 50 years ago. So yeah, understanding the life lessons more than you know, much as I love my Shakespeare, is it still <laughs> relevant and necessary, you know, to to running your budget? So <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I think that is where we need to be practical and where we need to actually do do the um the five minute gardener principle, I call it. Um basically spend every day from now on five minutes in your garden. Nevertheless, never more. Could you imagine that after a week, you notice a difference in your garden? Could you imagine yeah, after a month, your family hour. says, <laughs> "Yeah, your family says, wow, that looks good. And after three months, you probably get tour buses coming along who are saying, wow, great garden, yeah? <laughs> Might even be <laughs>
0: harvesting by then. <laughs> oh, that's right,
1: exactly. So imagine doing the same when it comes to finances and actually learn something every day about an aspect of your finances or even better take action. For example, one of the scary and, and absolute I uh, hate to do things is that you actually print out one year of your um of your bank statements and actually have a look and and summarize them. Um I like to do it in a spreadsheet, basically transport all the data from my bank account in there, order it, have a little look, and interesting, Indian star comes a lot of times. And, and you know, I'm not one of our restaurants here. Hmm. <laughs> so, okay. Well.
0: Hair grooming products for you Steph. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> it takes a lot. Okay. Too much time at the barber. <laughs> you say it. You say it. But it's those kind of things. Then you actually just actually shine the light truly yeah. on what is happening now that People, is-
0: you know find these days because everything's subscriptioned and screen oh. uh streamed there's yeah. oh i didn't realize i've got four you know i've got a netflix and a Stan and a binge and a K- I, I only exactly. you know want two at a time or you know these in game services or you sign up for a diet plan and all of a sudden ten dollars a month is coming out absolutely very, very worthwhile just to to Isn't keep it? a check, and because we don't get you know the, the paper statements in the post anymore, True. it's very easy for it to just sneak through.
1: Absolutely. So it's again, this is very something that I encourage myself to do more regularly. Uh, I certainly have uh, have found some some interesting surprises there, um, and as you say, these these are insidious little things because that's how other people make money. Of course they want to make their money. That's where the subscriptions come in. And you know, be aware. That's all I say. You may not choose to cancel it because you actually say, Well, actually, I get something out of it. That's cool. Um, but if you're struggling for money and because you maybe have lost your job or you were downsized or situations have changed, then this might be something where instead of you being the deer caught in the headlights, you can now turn from a victim to and survivor, and by actually starting to change things. And that is so beautiful. Yeah, brilliant. So we're both talking the same language, we both are, we both say, yes, uh, to learn slowly, but truly more about what is happening in your life, as far as money is concerned, is a very valuable, valuable thing. Having said that, I mean, we too preach to the converted here for crying out loud. Um, <laughs> but um, th- there are people out there who are living in bad relationships, who are living in uh, in relationships where, where money is still a taboo to be talked about, where maybe money is restricted uh, and It is, do you have any feeling for that kind of underbelly of of financial abuse that is actually occurring in at least the Australian situation?
0: Yeah, sadly, Um, often financial abuse is between intimate partners and and family members. Um, For people who have um, narcissistic tendencies or, you know, control freaks, we used to call them, Mm. um, you know, we there's all this talk now about the Me Too movement and people coming forward Mm. about domestic violence and physical and emotional abuse, but the easiest way to control someone is financially. So it's it's unusual that it's not being highlighted as part of the abuse cycle because, Mm. you know, in the traditional family roles where the husband is the breadwinner and the wife stays at home to mind the children or the elderly parents, Mm. you know, one way to keep her in submission is to cut off, you know, her financial Mm. Mm. needs, there's a a thing here called period poverty, where you're not allowed access to products during menstruation. And women have been known to raid laundromats for socks to put in their undies, or it stops them going out of the house for a week. So Mm. there's horrific ways of keeping people under the thumb, for want of a better word. Mm. Um, and look no. I'm not saying it doesn't happen to men as well there are women who you know also can do the same thing please don't think I'm mm. doing a gross generalization there mm. and then we've got the elder financial abuse that Absolutely. you know spills down through things like inheritance impatience and you know when when families are struggling and mum and dad have got that bit extra, it's like, well, it's going to be mine anyway and I need it now and, mm-hmm. you know, my my daughter's got school fees and I'm really struggling. So if I just steal that $20 off the nightstand or dad's losing it a bit, maybe he won't notice if that term deposit paperwork goes missing or, mm-hmm. you know, there's abuse of powers of attorney when, the you know, the people who raised us and loved us, we should be taking care of them and we're taking advantage of them. Mm-hmm. So there's some really... Awful stuff that's going on uh, because of the cost of living pressures, uh, mm. because of substance abuse issues, mm. um, where people will do anything for the next buck to, you know, fund issues. So, mm. it's it's an insidious and horrible um, thing, and and I think we we do really need to highlight how prevalent it is. Um, you know, there's there's poster children for this. I mean, Tina Turner, everyone knew Ike Beltida they probably didn't know she was five months behind in her rent and couldn't pay her performers while she's a headliner in Vegas because he Mm. controlled everything from what she wore to where her money went. Mickey Rooney became a poster boy for elder abuse when his stepson basically squandered his 90 years worth of income when he finally got help. He owned a pair of shoes. He had no ID, no access to his records and he died with $18,000 in the bank. So, you know, there's people who will just take advantage who Mm. we have unfortunately trusted. So understanding how can we better protect ourselves Mm. from these things? And it, it may be education. It may be, maybe we have two people on our power of attorney who don't have you know a vested interest in helping each other? Or nice. can we talk to someone about our suspicions? Or look, I I, mm. I feel really uncomfortable when I see you out with Bob, and he won't let you have a cocktail. Or yeah. you know, you used to have a lot of fun yeah. and enjoy a new pair of shoes, and I haven't seen you do that in a couple of years. So there's little mm. warning signs. And yeah. without going, look, Tom's an asshole. Leave him. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. Sorry. Oh hell yes, um, hell yes.
1: <laughs> Tom is an you know, asshole. Can, <laughs> I know Tom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we can talk about our feelings, you know, rather than make accusations. So it's like I've been really uncomfortable about this. So yeah. it's hard for that person to say, you know, I' not not allowed to let you justify your feelings. So, you know, so yeah. is the friendship worth it? Is you know, are there people out there who've been murdered for their assets? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if we're the the loving friend who, what doesn't want to look back and think. I wish I'd said something. Mm. I wish she knew she had a a couch at my house if she needed it. Why didn't you tell me? You know, maybe Mm. if we raise the subject first, Mm. you know, and we Mm. might lose a friendship over it, but at least they know we care enough to say something. Mm. I I think it's really important just to be able to start having the conversations. And and often, you know, it might not be the right time for them to talk about it. They might be coming to terms with it themselves. It might be Mm. a deep secret shame that they thought they had hidden Mm. Um, and some of them have even admitted years later, look, there was nothing you could have done for me at that time. I wasn't ready. Yeah. Um, but if they know there's people there who are going, I've got you if mm. you need me, yeah, that's got to be priceless for someone in that situation.
1: Absolutely. Just the sheer fact that you're saying, Hey, are you okay? Um, that can open the 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 door for someone to, or inviting that person to share some of their load, and it is not so uncommon that suddenly, the next thing you see is tears like Niagara Falls, uh, coming out. <laughs> I didn't know um,
0: anyone knows, yeah. Exactly,
1: exactly. And this is very, very powerful. And this is very beautiful. Um, we, I think we all live still in this kind of, ah. Oh, let's pretend it's not happening. And I look out here. It's none in, of my
0: business. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's their marriage. Yeah. <laughs>
1: in, in suburbia out here. Yeah. Everyone is nice. Oh, I've got a lovely cul-de-sac. It's lovely. Look at how the <laughs> children are playing. Well, in reality, I'm party. sure, I'm sure that there is somewhere, some serious abuse right now happening. Um, and mm. that is just statistically the fact. And, not that I'm a, a dooms guy who says, ah, oh, it's it's all, the world is horrible. Well, actually, the world is horrible, but uh, it is, we need to have it's a also certain- beautiful well exactly (laughs) what we make out of it but i think we've got the duty um to to educate our children we have got the duty to to raise awareness on certain topics as we learn about them as we become more knowledgeable and passionate about something let's spell it out and if we can just educate someone that's beautiful if we can even help someone even the better
0: yeah. Um, and there's there's so many ways to educate ourselves now. I mean, there's, you know, every bookstore's got their self-help section or the finances section or there's yeah. online courses or, mm. you know, there's, there's so many Facebook groups and mm. all the mm. rest to be able to learn if there's mm. something of interest and then mm. sharing that with our family I mean even little things like you know when mummy's doing the shopping if I get $200 yeah. for the week what are the things we really must buy versus what are the you know just uh, discussing the difference between needs and wants
1: oh absolutely so you know
0: absolutely. it's not like I need to share my whole family budget with you but if this is how much we've got what what are the important things to do first with that
1: hmm. absolutely wow I just quickly looked up um your the heading on one of the pages I saw about you, the mistress of coin. Um <laughs> where, where did that come?
0: Ca- the game of thrones? Ah, there, um, oh I see. <laughs>
1: Master
0: of coin was the <laughs> the name. I thought, oh well, I'll be the mistress. I don't think I didn't think Madam of Coin <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, but let's let's talk a bit about the coin, because uh, unfortunately, there has been a lot of uh, money being lost in the hope that you make a very quick gazillion, uh, the instant satisfaction that we want nowadays. I have my Coke. I get the sugar rush. I'm young, sexy, and the opposite (laughs) member will just fly to me. Yeah, about that, about that. Okay, Um, so. Uh, let's actually tackle one of those things that that have not been so easy recently i mean what what is your take on coins what is your take on on uh new ways of money because that's really what it is money outside of the banking system which actually in its own right is is a good thing um so yeah,
0: it's, it's a whole new world that's for sure and mm. even the fact that everything now is nearly digital, it it makes it very difficult to comprehend the value. Like, I mean, when you we, I'm showing my age, you know, we got our pay packet of a few hundred dollars and you could take that home in the old envelope system and you'd pop $20 each into the envelopes for your bills. I know we now can have sub-accounts, but the fact that money's magic and you tap and go, I mean, Mm. I remember my brother-in-law saying years ago to his mother when he was a little kid, oh, oh mum, just, just put it on credit. Like no concept that mum was doing night shift and working her bum off to, to, you know, put the money in the bank in the wall so that the credit could be paid. It was just a, that's where it comes from. You just tap and go. There's, It's not a, a physical thing. So I, I do think that makes it much more difficult for people to, Mm. or younger people to understand the value. And now that we've got other methods of paying mm. um, and investing, like mm. crypto, if that's what you're alluding to, um, you know, it is something that is a legitimate form of payment. I th- I think the trap with crypto is it's an unregulated market. Mm. And so most financial advisors can't give advice on it because it's not regulated. So it's something that I'd say do your homework, mm. really look into it mm. and if you want to invest and have a go, make sure it's money that you're prepared to be playing with because if if you don't make the right decision and you lose it, you don't want that to be food off the table or Bill's money. But That's look, good. if you've saved up and got you know a few grand extra that you wanted to put into an investment scheme, maybe pop half of it into some mm. illegitimate share or term mm. deposit or mm. chat with your advisor some some mm. legitimate regulated investment and then if you do want to yeah dabble mm. for sure do do your education and um mm. but be prepared that you know not everyone out there is a legitimate player either and there's ponzi <laughs> schemes and i mean even and, some of the etfs in crypto have halved in value they're legitimate yep, investments yep. In absolutely. An unregulated market
1: so absolutely yeah. and i think that is the, that is the fact do your homework um you can't just uh, you know hear something oh I, I like that i put 10000 in there and guess what you probably within a few weeks you make 20000 you probably feel yeah, wow you
0: pull it out and take Take the game.
1: Ah, exactly. <laughs> oh, did you hear that, guys? Did you hear that? So, whatever you put in, you put in,
0: your ten thousand out and put it back in your pocket. Yeah. And then the other ten goes. You haven't lost anything, but that is correct. All of a sudden, you're going to go telling everyone you lost twenty thousand dollars. Exactly. <laughs>
1: <it goes> <laughs> exactly. And unfortunately, yeah. that is that is how people hook you. That is uh, on on some of the gaming machines um, when you go back to gambling. But it is certainly in the crypto world out there. Uh, my God, there, there's so many so many black sheep. Um, and Ponzi schemes, really, um, where, um, which have resulted in a lot of heartache. And so uh, it's important that you guys understand that, that uh, there are opportunities out there to, to make money. And those people who educate themselves and use their newfound knowledge wisely um, can make and I think
0: the thing with Ponzi schemes is they have to work for a while to get mm. people in because if it's working for you, mm. you're going to tell your mum and your brother and your yeah, auntie course. and your cousin and your hairdresser yeah. Yeah. so that more people go into it. Absolutely. So you'll be going, oh, my gosh, this is working for It's doing really, really well until the day you can't log into that website anymore and it's no exactly. longer there. So exactly. So if they're not working, they're not going to suck you in to start with. So mm. it can look really good and mm. work for a while Absolutely. until you need it.
1: Absolutely, so, I mean, if someone it, offers yeah. you three percent, four percent, five percent per day or per week of return,
0: yeah, when a bank is flat out giving you that in a year, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, tempting.
0: So. I get it. I absolutely Good. get it because Good. if you're looking for a quick return when you mm. when you're hard up, it, it right. sounds great. That's it right. It could be the quick fix. It'll turn turn everything mm. around for you, but That's it's. Right. Money's boring cliches. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably Mm. is. So, Mm. yeah, boring as that is, it's probably (laughs) true.
1: That's true. Having said that, I met this really lovely Nigerian prince recently. Who? Oh yeah, uh, he's amazing. (laughs) Eight million he wants to give away. Just if I if I give him my bank account and send him. Oh, absolutely. Just eight thousand dollars is for me. That uh, just (laughs) as a as a as a as a a sign of good faith. Oh, he's so lovely. There are
0: so many princes in Nigeria. No, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Having healthy
0: princes, I should Yeah, think. true, true, true,
1: true. <laughs> Probably one day they're gonna find a real wealthy prince who is trying to give his <laughs> money away, and he's thinking, "What the hell?" <laughs> the I mean, reality. There's,
0: there's even ones now where very well-spoken British gentlemen are calling from, you know, Hong Kong accounts and preying uh, on elderly women with, you know, this uh, one share that we've got that you know we've, uh, it's all special for you and. So, you know, the scams get cleverer and Mm. sound better. And even when you look up, there may be a legitimate website. I mean, for a couple of grand, you can put one up. So it, it does get harder and harder. I mean, my mum has decided she's into collecting newborn dolls at the moment and thought she'd done her due diligence and paid $800 for this doll uh, 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 that's uh, never uh, arrived and uh, then they uh, want uh, an extra 1300 to get it out of customs. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 the just continue and continue. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. There's someone out to take advantage, which is disappointing because, as you know, as someone who's it's dopey enough to believe anyone or wants to believe the good in everybody. it's <laughs> hard to think you're taking advantage so <laughs> oh, no. know guys
1: oh, <laughs> but you, you, we need to be talking about that because it is happening so much um there is a, a lovely gentleman out there Pierogi. uh Pierogi is a is a a man who scams the scammers and he started small but I like he's him. oh hell yes. <laughs> Oh, he is brutal. He is brutal. And he is basically um, helping a lot of people by raising awareness, number one, by showing actually the techniques that scammers use to get access to computers, typically with the elderly, typically with the people who are not so savvy. And Mm. you think nowadays... There's plenty
0: uh, of savvy people getting taken as well because the scammers are getting savvier.
1: Touché. And may I just say, we are now getting into the world of the AI. Um, so things will become even more, even even cleverer. Um, it's going to be scary, and it's going to be really, really hard for you in the future to distinguish those kind of um, attacks on your. Mm on your finances, typically that's what it is, Um, or indeed uh, on your identity, on on a number of other things that potentially can uh, turn your world upside down in all the wrong ways.
0: I've even done some studies in estate planning recently and one of the new things you can um, will is a copy of your likeness. So Hollywood actors, voice actors, um, you can allow that your likeness continues to be used after your death um, for whatever purpose. I mean, that can be included in wills now. So go figure.
1: I was still working on being an ankle model um, or maybe a, a ring <laughs> model, something like that. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think my lightness. My
0: was... little fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Bloody hell.
1: See, and, and that is what was one of the things that the recent writer strike in Hollywood uh, in the United States was all about, that basically the, okay, just put that suit on, so we'll do one day of shooting, and that's it. Thank you very much. So we pay you, I don't know, 5000 And then we use the the AI um, to actually generate you and work with you for the rest of the film. You don't need to be here. Thank you very much. It's those kind of yeah. things. So whilst that might be intriguing to hear about Hollywood, I want to bring it back, though, to, to Joe Public out here because it is so easy to nowadays get really well-written um things that are ai generated so you do no longer yeah. get the kind of bang- bangladeshi or nigerian or wherever the scammers are um it is actually suddenly it looks like something okay yeah I, one of the
0: recent ones here was a text oh mum, my phone's broken uh, i've lost my phone can exactly. you please send me the money and of course every parent's like oh my goodness sweetheart mm. and you know call them straight away and mm. you know that the amount of money that got lost that way, because of course parents are going to run to their child's aid. So Absolutely. again, preying on the heartstrings. Yeah, exactly. got to be hard asses.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, now I think the reality is we there are many many ways how you can lose your money very effectively and very easily. Um, so I think that is where the, the the kind of awareness I want to raise with you out there. Um, but when it comes to 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 defending yourself against loss. That's one thing. But many people are, are are struggling to make ends meet. And yet, every day is passing, they're getting closer to retirement, they're getting closer to a, a, a time when maybe they can't work so well anymore. Um, these are scary times. What would you advise people who find themselves in such a situation? Or a similar situation maybe that you are about to leave a very toxic relationship and you have got basically the shirt on your back and very little else. How can you start, even with, with little money, creating money?
0: One lady I know who had to crawl away from her relationship, uh, she would buy um, like... They're not called food vouchers. Like a gift card at her local supermarket. Every time she did the groceries, she'd add an extra ten or twenty dollars in to buy a Coles or Uh, Woolworths or um, what do you call Woolworths over there. So the gift voucher that so she could so she'd had a few hundred or few thousand stashed Uh, when she left, so that she could feed her and her daughter while they couch surfed at friends' houses. So that was a technique she used so that she at least had a little bit. If there was ever any cash, you know, she'd stash it at a friend's house so her wallet uh, wouldn't be raided. There's some very good tools on over if you've got time and it's something you're preparing for, you know, getting your documents, your original documents away into a safe place to a friend or, you know, somewhere else. There's bank accounts now that can be taken out where the banks themselves... You let them know you're in a financially abusive situation and they don't send statements. The only way of accessing those accounts is going into a branch because the banks are becoming more and more aware of the need for secrecy for people in these situations. So talking to your bank and understanding their response to financial abuse is really important. Uh and, look, there are places to turn. In Australia now, local police units have divisions that deal purely, especially with elder financial abuse, um, especially if fraud's being committed, if right. there's power of attorney violations. These in right. some places now are criminal offences. Right. Coercive control in Tasmania is now a crime. A um, and more states of Australia and hopefully New Zealand are set to follow. So coercive control when you're being forced to do things you don't want to do, which is very, very common mm. in financially abusive situations. You're made to sign a fraudulent insurance claim, you're made to change your will, you're mm. made to sign paperwork for companies that someone's incurring debt in. So mm. these are all forms of coercive control and are now yeah, criminal. So understanding if you can, um, some of those options or asking a trusted friend to look them up for you and let you know what they find out if your search histories are being micromanaged and looked at you know there, there are definitely options and ways and I, I think trying to understand what is available to you if it's something that you're not safe to look up and look chances are you've been isolated by your partner already from mm. family and friends but there's people who still love you and want to help you and mm. reaching out to them um is, is the first step, finding some trusted people hmm. to rely on and reach out to you, because they do exist.
1: Beautiful. Indeed, there is hope, there is help out there, but most people don't realise uh, how to access those people until it is too late, until they are struggling to actually get to that. So, yes, you're with, quite um,
0: With You were talking about elderly people coming up to retirement as well, so reviewing finances like you know each time your house insurance comes up do shop it around each time you know the the car insurance comes up shop it around Mm. um you know I've heard of people saving up to seven hundred dollars in different Mm. insurances your health insurance so Mm. not just being lazy because it's Mm. easy and going well I've been with that company for 20 years Mm. well you might have paid hundreds of thousands of dollars extra that you didn't need to Mm. for a cover that's, you know, available somewhere else. So constantly taking stock of, of what's around and, you know, there's there's new entrants in the market, not all great, but, you know, if you're after something basic, you know, there might be players where you can get, you know, every little bit dollar saved now is a, mm. is a dollar earned. So
1: Absolutely. making
0: sure we're not lazy with our finances is really important.
1: That's nicely put. But then again, you don't really know what you don't know. Um, so that's where a financial advisor comes in. That's where someone like you uh, who has got a vested interest to actually know all those things out there um, that who can become such a valuable uh, partner in, in crime, I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> such a value. And that's uh,
0: what's designated specifically for that, like choice or, you know, that Government sponsored websites or education sites. Australia's got the Money Smart mm-hmm. site that the government sponsors to be able to learn more about it. I'm, I'm sure the Kiwi government's got something similar. Mm. I mean, you've got yep. Kiwi Saver. So, yep. you know, learning about that, you know, is are the investments in your retirement funds the mm. best ones for you? Can you, exactly. if you don't understand how to compare the fees on the investments in your retirement fund, find someone who knows a bit more about it? And mm. sometimes, people stumble at the the cost of a planner thinking mm. like oh it's too expensive i'll see one when i've got money mm. sometimes view it as an investment
1: mm.
0: not a cost absolutely. because it could save you so much more mm. than you've put out
1: absolutely uh, devil's uppercut here um don't you guys all get uh backhands and uh i mean is it uh will you not pedal a product um, because you get maybe a better commission in one product than the other how would you answer to that question
0: uh, in Australia with the regulation we've had recently no insurance commissions are the same for whichever company you right. use yeah and they're capped so we also have transparency rules where if I put you in any product I must tell you every dollar that it costs whether I get it or the manufacturer of that product gets it. There isn't a single investment product in Australia now that pays a commission or a trail income to a financial advisor. So any fee you pay has to be agreed on. Uh And I do believe New Zealand will probably follow that in the coming Mm. years. Mm. But usually, a legitimate financial advisor will tell you what something will cost Mm. and be very transparent and upfront Mm. with you Mm. about that, even if there's a built in cost in a product that they receive, it's mm. it's usually not an issue because you want to do better. They still have to pay their bills and Absolutely. cover their licensing and provide for their family. So both should be able to make a living or a saving out of what's happening. Absolutely. But at least, yeah, be honest and upfront about it so yeah in in australia the law is very very strict now and i'm pretty sure new zealand will follow in the not too distant future
1: beautiful beautiful and obviously we are we are broadcasting here uh worldwide uh you need to check out what are the legitimate uh sources of information uh you can find in your neck of the woods wherever you are um no doubt there will be also charlatans around and, and people who will try to rip you off no doubt um but then again that does not mean to say that you cannot every day, spend five minutes and getting another aspect of your finances a bit more clear. Maybe uh, tonight, if you have got five minutes, well, why don't you have a look which kind of insurance cover you actually have got? Most people don't even know. Um, so and just see, you know, get pull them all together. And that's your job done for today. Congratulations. Tomorrow, i print out. I love your one- idea
0: of the five minutes because you can then write down a great big list. And Absolutely. Go, okay, the house insurance is what I'm looking at today. Exactly. So, you know, next week I'm going to tackle the car insurance. Or so, just doing one thing at a time. You, you're right. going to get through it, and it will yeah. all work out. Yeah. And look, the UK also has really strict requirements. Mm. Most, most, you know, modern country mm. developed nations do have quite mm. strict rules. Um, the states and Canada as well. Mm. So. Yeah, look, and mm. if you feel not right when you meet a financial advisor, go and interview two or three more. Mm. You know, this is a, a mutually respectful relationship where you are trusting someone with your biggest asset. So mm. if your gut's telling you this one's not for me, mm. fine, there will be someone who is. So, you know, if you need to interview a few, don't be shy. Off you go. Find someone who works
1: for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. And we 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 often don't think like that. We think, oh, oh my god. I mean, he, here is she knows everything. We, and that's it. You sort of get blinkered, and okay, I, it's just this is my person, okay, whatever he or she says, which is not really right. This is your money, this is your your investing. So therefore, you know, if you wouldn't just go to one car salesman and look at one car and say oh okay okay i'll buy that um (laughs) exactly so uh, you know you do your homework there's also
0: different specialties so if your your whole purpose is i want to review all my insurances don't go and see a retirement planning expert (laughs) go to someone who has a specialist in insurance it's you know the same as you know a pair of shoes you go to someone who specializes in the hiking or walking shoes Mm. or or the Mm. heels you want for the cocktail party Mm. there's again shops and salespeople mm. and specialists in in everything so make sure mm. you find one yeah. that, that fits
1: yeah. yeah and you know it is whilst the whole thing might be very scary for you if you were to add the five minutes every day uh, for a month i would dare to say that you feel then so much less anxious about money you have got some a uh, much better understanding, a uh, much greater willingness to tackle maybe another topic that was previously also in the two heart basket. It is it is like like really getting a momentum happening, and that is that is it's actually such a beautiful thing. I get goosebumps right now just just to <laughs> to, to see the power of those small in, indeed of the small investments, yeah. um, both in in time to learn the finances, but then also in that funny thing that's called compound interest. Um most,
0: wonder of the world. Uh, I
1: know, I know. <laughs> that is, there are some people out there and say, what? <laughs> Come on, just this is such a, for you and me, it's such a fundamental kind of thing. Um, let's give that little snippet of information there for free out there, guys. You don't have to pay for that. Oh. Look at that. Oh, okay. hey.
0: Compound interest is basically earning interest on your interest. So it makes perfect sense, you know, to, to reinvest what you've got so that you're, you're getting interest on interest which for most people in their accumulation stage makes perfect sense. For Mm. retirees looking for income, maybe not because you need the income to live on, but for everybody else who's still stashing, yeah, Yeah. compound interest, make it work for you. You usually have it working against you on a credit card, so make Uh, it work for you with your investments.
1: (laughs) That's exactly it. And I think that's the important bit, that is uh, make your money work for you. And we often enough only work so hard to to buy us something, etc. Let's actually learn where to invest the money. So the money is working for us. And maybe just maybe one day, you come to the point where you can stop working, and your money is working for you and still is getting larger the sum, And that is the the definition Mm -hmm. of wealth. That is Mm -hmm. one definition of wealth that I like. And so this would be a beautiful, beautiful situation for you to be in. I'm, I'm, well,
0: there was I- a, a client I saw recently who, you know, she has debt of 154000 on her house and she's received an inheritance and she's got it sitting in a bank earning 4%. And I said, well, why are you earning 4% and you're getting taxed on that money when you have a debt that the mortgage rate 6.89% where if you put that money against your mortgage and saved 6.89% versus earning 4% and having it taxed, exactly. you're going to be so far ahead in your mortgage repayments, you know, you, you I think yeah. you'd end up saving something like $10,000 a year in
1: oh, non-deductible
0: debt. So, yeah. you know, a little piece of advice like that for someone can change the course of of their lives. And look, Absolutely. you may need still that the money is outside and earning for you for mm. whatever reason. But, you know, there's, there's other, it's just having... Someone with the outside eyes looking in because they're not emotionally invested in it like you are.
1: Exactly. <laughs> so oh, very just, good. Very good.
0: <laughs> can
1: just tell. Yeah. And I want to come full circle to something that that uh, we touched upon very early on in the interview. Um, we all have got some um, traditional upbringing, or when I say traditional, um, it's simple. We all have got an upbringing, and our, the generation before us had a different understanding and different values, and different things that were happening. And then if you go back, if you sort of uh, are being brought up by your grandmother, even, even very different, even then we've got two generations difference there. Um, Many of these values, uh, or core beliefs are laid down very early in your life. when maybe things were very different so in the two of us that would have been a few months ago okay so um yeah exactly make that make that four decades um so <laughs> things were oh different gosh. then isn't it so we need to be understand we need to be be savvy about our own brain and those those core beliefs that are probably pretty screwed in nowadays world. And yeah. but they are still riding us subconsciously and guiding us, and that's the weird thing. Mm. Um, so well,
0: I, I think if you look back through what we we call the different generations, so we've got the Silent Generation, I believe, mm. who you know they went through the war. They mm-hmm. they were very frugal. They were hoarders. They mm-hmm. mended. They recycled. They fixed Correct. everything. Um, you know, they never knew, you know, we're talking the London Blitz. They didn't know where their next, next meal was coming from in yep. the in the war years. So were very tight and lived in a world of scarcity. And their children were the baby boomers who, mm. you know, they lived in this post-war abundance society. Life was going well. They mm-hmm. One family income could buy a house and a holiday and a car. It was a new world yeah, post-war. Yeah. Yeah. And then we move into Generation X who were raised by, you know, these ideas of our parents and grandparents. So we had these conservative views, plus you've got to own your own home. Um, And then there's the Y who were just like, oh, my God, I've never lived through a war. I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't had these influences (laughs) on me. Life's great. It's abundant. It's all in front of me. And, you know, the Gen Z's even more so. They've they've grown up from their early years with digital technology in their hand. They haven't known a world without... Mm. A website, a World Wide Web, a, you know, a cell phone. Mm. It's, it hasn't impacted them. And and my grandbaby is now six months old. So There's a Gen Alpha coming up who, oh. you know, we may have wars again that impact our lives in the coming years. Mm. We see tensions again in the Middle East. And mm. you know, these things will all impact. You know, does mm. the first thing the rest of the world thinks of is what's that going to do to the price of fuel? Is is my petrol going to go up on the weekend? <laughs> yeah. Forgetting the human element of all these people who are grieving as yeah. well. So we've got such handed down historical ideas somewhere between abundance and scarcity. And I think it's just worth neither right or wrong, <laughs> mm. but understanding what works for us and how that plays out in our lives because we may still be living in this world of I've got to hang on to everything and I have to hoard And whereas mm. perhaps we could let go a little or someone mm. who's free and abundant and, you know, money's flowing and it's all going to come back to me who maybe lives beyond their means, oh, yeah. maybe needs to dial it in a little bit more. So it's, it's, it's not that they're right or wrong, it's just questioning is what I believe working for me yep. and how can I make it better? So, yeah, it's Brilliant. it's beautiful to have all these different generations who've got the wisdom they've gathered, but it mm-hmm. was also gathered in a different time. Absolutely. So making sure that it still applies to where we are now.
1: Yeah. But I think there's one more thing that we can actually add to to this beautiful discussion and maybe to round it up because we we all are essentially the same doesn't really matter which kind of color skin you've got which kind of kind of religion or or, or imaginative friend you believe in um it is it is uh, we all like the same thing and maybe if we just get a little bit more understanding and maybe a little bit kinder in our life um then there is uh there is just just maybe uh where, there are just maybe ways where we can make this world a better place however dark it is at the moment uh you can shine your own light and um be be compassionate and kind to others and it often doesn't take money uh to do so just a smile can go such a long way and we sometimes forget that well, so
0: Valuable commodity is our time, isn't it? So that's the most beautiful gift we can share with someone else, Mm. our our time. might be just listening to someone who's having a rough time, Mm. giving our kids a hug, just sometimes sitting, listening to someone and the stories they want to tell, even if you've heard them before. (laughs) They just want to share their journey. So, you know, instead of being, look, I'm in a hurry, I've got to do the groceries, I've got to get the kids, I've got to, I've got to, got to, got to, got to. Sometimes Mm. that, taking that breath also for us can just, you know, give us that boost Isn't as well.
1: <laughs> Amanda, you're an amazing woman. Uh, I'm so uh, grateful that you came onto my show. Thank you so much. Um, I think we, we touched really on a number of financial issues. And with that, hopefully, I I started, we started discussions around the dinner table. Uh, we started uh, people to think about different things. And uh, it is uh, it's a beautiful discussion if if you have, um, if you triggered some thoughts in others, and they think, wow oh, this woman really has it together, where can people find you?
0: Oh, look, if you pop Amanda Cassar into Google, you'll find me on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. But yeah, look, reach out on LinkedIn, you will find me. Or there is the Amandacassar.com.au website as well, where you can hunt me down.
1: That's brilliant, and folks, look down there into the, the description of the YouTube video and of the podcast. And whilst you're down there, you might as well like and subscribe and and send Amanda uh, a text and say, "Wow, that was brilliant!" <laughs> <laughs> I
0: <laughs> because...
1: <would> love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, because there's you know we we all are are. uh sometimes vulnerable and feel like imposters and feel, you know, we are doing a lot of things and, and it's just nice sometimes to to get that little pat on the back and I want to send that pat and a big hug to you Amanda for making yourself Thank available you so and, and being so passionate about the subject of that for many people is taboo, so really really wonderful, cool no problem. Thank you and, again. you. and you guys out there, look after yourself and live with passion, bye
0: I never give up I never give up, turning around